The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. The Eagles are at the podium, and we have it covered for you thanks to the fine folk at SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. I am your host, Michael Kist, and today we have two new press conferences for you. The first from defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz, who has led his defense to holding opponents to less than 20 points in seven of the last nine outings. And then you'll hear from offensive coordinator Mike Groh, who, and who know what role he played in this, has been part of an offense that's found its way over the past month, moving from an offense that was horizontal only to letting the Bronco buck getting some shots downfield and getting the depleted Eagles to a point where over the last four weeks they are tied for ninth in explosive plays created through the air which is pretty respectable when you consider the revolving door that they've had on offense we break all of this down in more detail on the Kist and Solak show 165 film review show so make sure that you listen to that if you missed it I dropped that sucker as the clock hit on the new year so I completely understand and forgive you if you're out celebrating and it slipped by, but make sure you go back and listen to that. Also, keep an eye out for the new BGN Radio tomorrow morning with BLG and Jimmy Kemsky. You'll also get a new QB Sco show in the afternoon, and we'll continue to bring you these press conferences throughout the week as we start to prepare for the Eagles playoff showdown with the Seattle Seahawks. So there's a ton of content coming your way, as always, here on BGN. Quick roster news. We already told you about the Eagles signing of rookie running back Elijah Holyfield off the Carolina Panthers practice squad. There is more news as Brandon Brooks was unfortunately moved to injured reserve, which is, look, a a big hit. Brooks was unquestionably the best performing player on the Eagles for 2019. His roster spot will be filled by wide receiver Shelton Gibson. The former fifth round selection by the Eagles has only three career receptions, failed to make the squad this year, but he's brought back for receiver depth and also brings special team experience. So now that you're all caught up, let's get to these press conferences with Jim Schwartz and Mike Groh as they were at the podium. Jim, uh, Cravon had not been getting a lot of snaps. Obviously, he had some injuries there, but what did you see from him, and what was kind of keeping him off the field up until Sunday? Well, obviously, early in the season, it was the injury. And then we had him back, and he was back in um, in a sort of a dime-type role, him and Avante both playing in that inside position. And it was really just game plan from week to week. One week, we didn't use that package at all. And other weeks, we used it sort of, you know, um, sporadically, I guess you'd say. Um, but we've always had a lot of confidence in him. And with the injury situation we had, he had to go out and play just about every snap in the game and um, really came through for us. Really good tackler, um, you know, tough finishing at the ball, um, 
you know, just uh, our, our ability to win that game had a lot to do with Cravon. Jim, you had kind good production from Timmy and Rush and that they were both disruptive. Uh, what does that do for your defense if they're able to kind of sustain that? Yeah, we need that from everybody that's in the game. Um, but I, I think I think your point is uh, Timmy has been really on the rise and has been playing um, – you know some impactful ball for us over these last uh, over these last few weeks, and we're going to need it. Um, we got tough or tough chance ahead of us, not only stopping the run game, but um, you know trying to affect the quarterback. And um, you know he's one of the best in the game, and we're going to need everybody. As you, as you try to decide how to play your corners this week, is it fair to say that Cravon's performance um, will mean that you want to make sure that he's on the field? Well, we'll just see where we get to on Sunday with everybody else, but. Um, you know, but we certainly have a lot of confidence in him. Tim, Tim was uh, was actually praising Malcolm Jenkins uh, with the game he played, and uh, particularly one play where he kind of stepped in when Tim was kind of out of uh, position, and he and he stopped uh, Barkley. Uh, was that is that did he just kind of come to expect from him, or did he just maybe play his best game of the year? Malcolm, yeah. no, Malcolm's plays he plays consistently every week. I mean, he's steady as can be, and um, he's a good tackler and. You know, the the job of our guys behind the line is always to sort of fill gaps and make guys right. We're, we're really not a, you know, paint-by-numbers team where everybody, you know, has a particular spot. We, we tend to attack up front and play off of those guys. So Malcolm's just really instinctive to be able to do that. Some guys, you know, it's like, okay, this is your gap, and they can't really – go off schedule. Malcolm's just really good at creating. If he was a point guard in basketball, he'd just be really good just in the flow of the game, not just not just running set plays. Jim, you guys played Russell Wilson just a few weeks ago, but what's the challenge with a quarterback like him who has so much playoff experience now in the postseason? Well, we do too. So, um, you know, I, I don't think that's going to determine this game. I, mean, I think the fact that he's really good has much more to do with it than has uh, playoff experience. Um, you know, he's a smart quarterback. He doesn't turn the ball over very often. He's got great mobility. Um, you know, he can extend plays, but he can also just make his plays from the pocket. Um, he's a very accurate passer. Um, you know, all those things will, um, will, will be factors in the game that we're going to have to defend. Um, you don't bring your resume to the field. You know, you bring your skill set, and we're going to bring ours, and, um, you know, and we're going to play hard. Well, they're still a top running team in the NFL. I don't know where they finished in the rankings. Five, six, four. I think it's probably, oh, it's not a bomb, is it? Um, somebody's battery went out or something. Anyway, um, um, so and and they've 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 rolled different backs in over the course of the year. Started off with Penny, then went to Carson, then went back to Penny, and then both of those guys got hurt. Um, you know they, they'll they'll get all their guys in there and um, go. They signed you know they signed Marshawn and Turbin last week, so I'm sure they'll you know they look like they had some scheme stuff where they wanted to get Marshawn Lynch the ball in there. Um, they've always been a good running offense. And uh, I think it, it sets up a lot of their boot game, a lot of their play action game, um, you know. And we, we just got to make sure that we're we're up for that. We gave up a long run last time, um, you know. What wasn't our wasn't our best play? But you know, you, you miss one tackle and they can go the distance. I think all their guys have that ability.
Yeah, you know, it's hard to really tell based on that, but just his past history, um, he's such a strong running back. You know, he's a contact runner. He doesn't need a hole to be able to gain yards. He's a hard guy to bring down one-on-one. Um, you know, a lot of those same things I said about Ezekiel Elliott. Um, Marshawn Lynch was doing that long before Ezekiel Elliott was in the NFL. Um you know, and it wasn't just Ron. They, you know, they had him involved in the passing game. I don't know if they got any passes to him, but um, you know, they were they were um, you know in the passing game with him. So uh, he's in the game. We're going to know. I mean, twenty four is in the game. We're going to we're going to be ready for him. Does it, make, um, does it make the fact that they have so many moving pieces of running back make Russell Wilson like that much more you know dangerous possibility that he might you know take some of that on his shoulders? I think they run what they run. He always does that. It, it doesn't matter if it's, you know, you know, whoever it's been in the course of his career, that, that part of his game hasn't changed. So I, I don't think, I don't think um, he'll play out of character. You know, he's got a long history of, of how he plays. I think um, that's one of the reasons he's been successful. He's been so consistent. You look at his stats across the board. I mean, it's really amazing how every year his, he's, he's just so damn consistent with completion percentage and touchdowns and interceptions and, um, you know, all those things, quarterback rating, all those things you can measure a quarterback with. Um, he's just been so consistent. You talked last week about Derek's toughness. Um, even before the ankle injury, the few games before that, and, and since he came back, his pressure numbers have really been impressive. I mean, both sacks, hits, pressures. I mean, what has he taken his game to another level lately? I think he's it, it. I think he's played that way all year. Um, you know, he's he's such a he's such a tough guy, so tenacious. He's got, um, you know, he's not the biggest guy in the world, but he plays physical football. He hustles. Um, I mean, you can you can check off about every box when it comes to defensive end play, and uh, he's done those for us. Um, you know, we're going to need him this time. I mean, our pass rush is going to have a. A big challenge ahead of us, not just stopping the run, but um, and not just attacking the quarterback in the pocket, but able to make plays out of the pocket. If you think you're out of the rush, you're not, because the quarterback's um, got that ability to extend plays for a long time. So um, it'll reward guys that work hard and uh, hustle throughout the play, and Derek does that. Your time in the league, how have you viewed practice squad players? Do you view them as, 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 as trying to give you scout team looks? Are you trying to, to develop them? How do you view that? Well, it all depends. Um, you know, some guys you might bring in in a week because you need a particular position because you've had, um, you know, injuries and you need a guy just to get through practice. But generally you, you want guys that can develop and you want guys to prepare as though they're playing even though they're not because when – you know, you do get an injury and they have to come up, you know, they need to be ready. Um, I think our, our scouts do a great job of that, of evaluating guys that are bringing guys in that have the ability to contribute. We've even seen a couple guys get signed off our practice squad to go, um, you know, start for other people or play for other people. So, um, you know, every once in a while there's it's strictly a practice thing for the most part. It's a developmental thing, and, you know, literally, I mean, I, I can't tell you the number of times in my career we've had to bring a guy up on a Saturday because, you know, somebody was sick or there was an injury on a Friday. Um, you know, I said a bunch of times, if you're on our 53, we have confidence in you to put you in the game, whether you're inactive or active, but you can extend that to the practice squad too.
From your perspective, Jim, obviously Russell has a lot of experience in January, as you spoke about. You just recently uh, played him not that long ago. Do you have to be cognizant that, you know, he's seen you, you've seen them, to give him some different looks? Well, we don't change a whole lot from week to week. I mean, I think he probably had a good idea what we were going to do, um, you know, when we faced him the first time. It's, you know, you get to playoffs. There's probably not a whole lot of surprises going to go on on either side of the ball. Um, it'll be about execution. It'll be about teamwork. It'll be about toughness, um, fundamentals. I think those things will have more to do with the game than, you know, them coming up with something new or us coming up with something new. Uh, Jim, when you guys acquired Jannard Avery, you said that you needed a plan for him. How has that plan worked out throughout the season, and how does it possibly change with uh, Deshaun Hall going down? Yeah, you know, it's a little bit different. You know, he has a special teams role, and, you know, sometimes we've had a couple things for him. Uh, you know, he's a little bit of a unique um, skill set. He's not um, as, as big or as tall as some of our other defensive ends, but he does have some value. He made a great play in that in that game. He only played um, well up until the end when we were rotating our defensive line through. But um, that one stop in the red zone, um, you know, he's in the blitz, but he has to peel on the running back. And Barkley's not an easy, uh, not an easy, you know, matchup when that happens. But we had confidence in his ability to do it, and he executed it flawlessly. We were able to get the pressure, get a throw away, hold him to a field goal right there. And the way that game was starting, it was hard for – Probably both offenses to get some traction. A touchdown there might have changed that game. And Ave had a lot to do with keeping that touchdown off the board. Um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, he's a, he's a young player that has a good future. Jim, there's a uh, defensive numbers at, at home this year at the length are a lot better than on the road. But in the playoffs, your defensive numbers are really off the charts. Is it that same energy thing amped up or? What is it? Yeah. Um, you know, I I, th- I think it's probably what I talked about before. You know, when you go to the playoffs, it's it's more about execution and teamwork and um, you know all those things. Um, you know, and, and and we've been in that situation for about the last month now. You know, and and our guys understand the stakes that are involved in that kind of stuff. Um, it'll certainly be nice having the home crowd behind us. I think our players do bring uh, draw some energy from the crowd. It's hard not to feel that, and I've said this before. From the time you park your car in the parking lot, you feel that energy from our from our stadium. Our players draw on that, um, so you know it's it's much easier to play at home that way. Russell Wilson is a guy that changes a lot of plays at the line of scrimmage, and I was just watching him against uh, Minnesota, and that game was at home for them. And there's a lot more checks at the line of scrimmage. It's a lot easier to hit for them to change plays. Our crowd can can help us that way also. In the last Seattle game, uh, they came close to hitting on a couple big plays. Um, do, how do you look at that? that you know, that's a win is a win, or you, know, you kind of got lucky and you need to correct that heading into this match? Yeah, they all they all go through. Um, you know, you can't count on – I mean, he missed a wide-open guy in the end zone. You know, I mean, you can't count on a quarterback like that missing – you know, that kind of play. We didn't match up that coverage right. So that's something you correct. But, you know, every game there's some. I mean, some of those that I think people labeled as drops would have been really good catches. They're, they're low percentage shots down the field. You got to battle and you got to win those. We won our fair share of those last week. I think that had a lot to do with us keeping the score down. Um, you know, we're close on a lot of plays too.
you know, get a ball on the ground and don't recover a fumble, you know, wow, you were close. Or you have a, a guy that's an inch away from making a sack that the quarterback gets off the ball or gets the ball off. That's just the way this game goes. It's a game of inches. Um, you know, you need to you need to make plays that are there for you. Be resilient. Um, you know, not every play is going to be perfect. Jim, last year Rodney was long gone by this point. Uh, what does it mean having him play every game and, and most of the snaps this whole year? Yeah, he's he's such a consistent player for us, and again, he just gives us such a a sense of calm on the field because he's such a good communicator. Um, you know, certainly a, a valuable part of our team. And you said he was long gone this time last year. He wasn't long gone. He his presence stayed in the building. He was you know in our DB meetings, um, hung around our team, mentored some of the young guys. We had some young guys playing safety position. Um, you know, and that just shows the kind of guy he was. You know, some guys can, you know, I don't say check out, but it, it's hard for some guys to stay involved um, when they're injured. Um, Rodney wasn't that way. Um, he was with us the whole year last year. And, um, you know, it's nice to have him on the field as opposed to a mentor role. You mentioned Malcolm Moore as a, as a blitzer this year, Jim. Uh, he came to the A-gap on Sunday and, and caused that fumble. Um, I mean, he's been effective all year. What, what makes him suited for that role? He's just a good football player. He's good against the run. He's good against the pass. He's a good blitzer. He's just he's just all around. He's savvy. He's got really good instincts, like I said. He's just a guy that can go in the flow of the game. Um, part of that blitz was his timing. It's not a real complicated blitz, but, you know, he looks like he's covering the tight end, and then all of a sudden he times it up, and, and um, you know, him and Nigel both did a good job on that. And, you know, they, they had one little slip, and then, the pressure, you know, caused the, that play. That was a, such a huge play in that game. You know, that game's close. We're holding on to a three-point lead, fourth quarter. Three-point lead, you know, whatever that was, 12, 10, 13, yeah. So somewhere in there, and we got a we got pretty good field position. We got a chance to get a stop, and not only do we get a stop, but we get the ball for our offense on the two-yard line and uh, score, and that, you know, certainly changed the game. And Malcolm's a guy that can make those kind of plays. Do you have to do anything differently? Can you do anything differently this time to give him something? You know, yeah, we, we have we have a pretty long history. I mean, we played out there for a few years, um, you know, and, you know, at this point of the season, you sort of are what you are when it comes to a lot of your stuff. Like I said, it, it, it more turns – it just sort of turns into, you know, no real surprises. I'll, I'll take you back a couple of weeks – we didn't do anything different against Dallas that we did that we that we did the first time. Now, obviously, the game was a lot different, but I attribute that more to the spirit the players played with and fundamentals and execution and teamwork and you know all those intangible things that sometimes get um, you know get overlooked when you know when people talk about chess matches and schemes and things like that. You know, when it's all said and done, it's it's blocking and tackling and uh, execution. And, uh, you know, that'll carry us a lot longer on Sunday than, you know, anything new that we put in. I mean, every week, you'll, every week you have different wrinkles and different things that you set up from a, a time before or, you know, things that you're shoring up or things that you're changing, offense, defense, everybody does that. But, um, you know, I think this is, this is going to be more of a, a player's game. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, 
Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Touchdown pass from Carson to Josh Sweat. Take me through a pilot. Oh, Josh, yeah, not Josh Sweat. Perfect, yeah. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah, I, I know what you meant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, take me through that play and, and how unique is it for a quarterback to be able to make that throw? Um. Well, it was it was a designed uh, movement play where we're going to you know kind of get uh, Carson out of the pocket there and uh, obviously fade to the left and um, you know boot out to the field and uh, Perk did a really good job with it. We we've, we've repped the play uh, over the last several weeks and um, you know Perk Perk obviously with his expanded role was was uh, only really getting the reps in the last week or so. But um, you know we got a unique coverage. Maybe that we weren't anticipating on that particular play, and uh, I thought Perk did a really good job uh, of breaking all the way across the field and you know in front of the safety there. And then Carson, um, we know how good he is outside the pocket, but he's you know got the the arm strength to be able to throw it like he did, um, put it right on him. Um, perfect perfect amount of velocity to uh, to complete the pass, and, and a great job by by Perk coming down with it. The last time you guys played Seattle, uh, KJ Wright had said that he kind of known. Uh, when screens were going to be called, do you guys have to be cognizant of that, knowing that they've seen what you guys are going to do and had a pretty good? Yeah, we it? figure we just run the same ones as last time, so that he probably won't be expecting it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. No, we got to we got to do a great job of uh, of changing things that we do, and um, we know they do a heck of a job out there in Seattle. Got a, got a lot of respect for their coaching staff and their players. They got smart players, and you know sometimes that's the case, regardless of, of whether you uh, you know the the screens that we ran last game weren't the same. Um, they were a new presentation, but people know that we, you know, we want to get the ball to our guys on some screens. And, um, you know, I think we still had opportunities there. Um, didn't necessarily execute them as well uh, as maybe we have the last several weeks. So uh, we got to find new ways to be able to do things that, that we want to do on our offense, present present new challenges uh, to them on defense. Like the Perkins play was a design movement play. I think you had about five of them in that game, including the one when he threw the 41-yarder to Burnett. Yep. Um, was that just a, I mean, when you do that, is, are you just looking game to game on situations like that where you just felt it was a, it, they were going to be effective? Just saying in general, calling the movements? Yeah. No, um, it's, it's an every week thing for us. Um, you know, it's a big part of what we want to be able to do. Uh, sometimes it presents itself in a game and, and you have, uh, you know, a case where you, you get maybe through um, most of your menu uh, and, other, and other weeks. Uh, maybe you know you're you're focused on some other things. Other things are working at that time, and um, you may not get to them. But uh, we were able to get to them the other day, and obviously they provided you know a big a big impact and big spark in the game. Uh, Boston Scott seems like he has a real knack down at the goal line uh, for finding the end zone. Uh, there's a lot of good backs that kind of you know don't ha- have that. What makes him so good, kind of finding the end zone uh, on those plays? The power of the goal line. It's a uh, it's a wonderful thing, and um, I you know the other day the line did a terrific job. They opened up some some really big holes. 
Boston obviously is is hungry. You know, he's he's finding that goal line. He's done some, you know, done a really good job of, of finding the hole, being patient, finding the hole, picking his way through it. But then, uh, you know, when there's been a tackler present himself, um, he's taken on that guy and then been able to, you know, fall into the end zone or finish in the end zone. So I think it's a combination of things. Good design. Um, you know, some some good plays and, and the guys have, have, have blocked them really well. And then uh, obviously uh, Boston's finished them off. So um, credit to him and, and being able to get in there three times. Mike, is Greg Ward showing that he could be more than just a slot receiver? Or are you learning uh, sending him out wide more of necessity than anything else? Um, yeah, I think Greg's a very versatile player and, um, you know, continue to show that versatility. And, um, again, like, you know, with all our guys, we're just trying to put them in positions where we think they can be successful and, and do things, uh, you know, at a high level and um, things that they've had repetition with over the course of the, of the season and um, are comfortable with. And then obviously that fits with, you know, both Carson, and, you know, and the player themselves uh, in, in terms of what we're asking them to do. But uh, Greg's done a tremendous job. Mike, after that first, first game, yeah. well, you know, Carson – didn't have his best game. By the point of his worst game, how did he get from there to, to here, where he's playing? You know, pretty much at the top of his game. Well, I think he's he's put in a lot of work, um, a lot of effort, and I don't think any of us are, are proud of the way that, that that last game went. It wasn't just on Carson's, on all of us, and I certainly take uh, full responsibility for that. And um, you know, we've been playing a lot better. It's a credit to everybody, uh, you know, on. Uh, uh, in the huddle, on, you know, on, on offense and trusting the process and trusting one another and, and just rolling up our sleeves and going to work. Coaches have done a great job putting these plans together. And um, we've had, uh, you know, some new faces going there and perform, uh, which has been fun to see and exciting for those guys that, um, you know, they were ready. They were prepared when their opportunity came. And, uh, you know, that's all you can ask guys to do is, is you may not know when that opportunity has come. Uh, is going to come, but make sure you're prepared when it does. And uh, and they've done a great job with the it. Prior stay at right guard. You guys don't usually don't like to use a lot of people or move a lot of people around. But does he stay there at right guard? Um, yeah, I mean Matt Matt filled in nicely for us the other day there at right guard. Is that what you're asking, yeah, or I don't know about it. the moving around part of it, the question? Well, it just depends on how everything shakes out. You know, with, with the health of everybody available. But uh, um, you know, obviously we're going to miss Brandon. Um, certainly his presence, um, obviously his experience and, 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 and certainly his ability. Um, he's, he's one of the very best at, at, at what he does. But, uh, Matt did a really nice job, you know, filling in there on Saturday, jumping in there at a moment's notice and, uh, and played well. And Mike, after that, will, will Lane's ability to... That was... Oh, that was... <laughs> will, will, will Lane's ability to practice or not this week affect the, the decision on, on what to do at right guard? Do you need that person to practice all week? The right guard? Or Lane, the right guard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, I think it's it's easier to play in the you know in the game when you get the the, the opportunity to prepare um, and do the things that we're going to ask you to do on Sunday. So, um, you know, just depending on on Lane's availability, um, we'll take it one day at a time. I know he's he's put a lot into his, his rehab to to get ready for this opportunity to go out there and play against uh, Seattle on Sunday. So, um, hopefully, you know, he continues to progress there. But if not, um, you know, we'll move forward with the guys that we got. As involved to that, a big part of that first Seattle game was we're missing both those guys for most of the game, Brandon and, and Lane. You obviously don't know Lane's status yet, but, you know, Brandon's. How do you think having time will benefit that as opposed to trying to adjust in the middle of the game? Yeah, I, I think uh, obviously any time that you, you have the opportunity to uh, prepare, um, you know, that, that kind of happened uh, in an instant there. Um, so, you know, that, that was unique. Those circumstances were unique and, um, 
but uh, you know we've had guys jump in since then and and uh, and play at a high level, um, whether it be prior or, or V. Um, you know we had uh, a couple other new faces in there on 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 Sunday that uh, did did a really nice job. So Coach Stoutland, uh, Coach Isfin, um, you know those guys uh, in the offensive line room they prepare hard every week for that opportunity. They they fit into that group as well. Um, maybe don't get talked about as much as some of the skill guys that are making plays on the ball, but certainly uh, equally as important to all our success. Mike, you mentioned that when you look at uh, Carson's season as a as a whole, mm-hmm. I mean a lot of a lot has been made, you know, about how well he's played the last four weeks, obviously, because you know, we need to win each one. But right. have you seen that, like, throughout the entire season? I mean, I know, you know, mentioned, obviously, the game against Seattle is not being one of his best. But other than that, I mean, have you seen him playing at the same level pretty much all year? Well, I think he's, um, he's playing really well right now, like you said. Uh, I think that's stating the obvious a little bit. But, um, you know, he's, he's obviously a big part of, of why we've been able to, to have the success that we've had. Um, but we've always had a, a ton of confidence in Carson and his ability to lead our offense and um, to get us where we want to go. And, um, you know, it's a credit to him. You know, that's life in the NFL. You're going to have your ups and downs and um, to be able to be the same guy and come to work and, uh, you know, and then obviously be able to um, um, work with new new guys and adapt to, to their games and, and um, be able to lead your team, you know, in December uh, when the games really are the, are the most important and, and get us into the playoffs uh, it's a credit to him, but also to, to everybody um, and the competitive toughness and the resiliency. Uh, just thinking on the bus ride home the other night, just, you know, uh, how lucky we are to, to have the guys and the leadership uh, in the locker room that we've got and uh, and obviously the direction from Coach Peterson. Yeah. How has the, uh, the injuries to the skill position players influenced you uh, as a, uh, a play designer or a coordinator? Well, I think, I guess in terms of being influenced, you're just trying to find, all right, a starting point, if you will. Okay, what, what, what do we know about this guy? Um, you know, in our evaluations of him, you know, in, in their time that, that, have, that has been here, and some of it's been a little bit longer in some cases than others where um, they haven't been here very long. So you, you try to obviously do a great job of evaluating them and the opportunities that you have uh, out there practice to, to try to figure out, okay, this is this guy's skill set. Um, I think this is where he could fit into what we do. Um, try to put him in a position where physically he can be successful and then not try to overload him uh, with too much so that, you know, he gets bogged down and, and can't play fast. Um, that you let his skills to, to kind of shine through. What have you seen from Carson Wentz in these last four weeks? Maybe his leadership continuing to progress because he's playing with, with young guys. Uh, you probably have to ask the guys out there on the field a, a little bit more about that, but um, I think he's very comfortable and, and confident uh, in himself. Number one, I don't think he ever, uh, you know, lost any kind of confidence in himself and his ability to play this game. We all know that uh, um, Carson is a tremendous player, and um, you know the guys have, have obviously we've all we've all done better, and I think it's a it's a credit to all the guys. Um, certainly Carson deserves, you know, his, his share of the credit. He's, he's done a great job and, um, getting us to this point. And, um, you know, now the season starts over and, uh, we're really excited about the opportunity we got on Sunday. As a should, the should they have gotten opportunities earlier? Do you think you were thinking about that? No, I don't. I don't really less. I mean, um, they got their opportunities when, when, uh, you know, that, that time presented itself. And um, like I said before, you got to give the guys a lot of credit. Um, one of the hardest things, I think, uh, about being either a, a backup player or on the practice squad 
is is staying focused, um, concentrating, being diligent about your, you know, not just, you know, when you go out to practice and you're and you're running the plays, but paying attention in the meetings. Um, it'd be really hard to try to catch up, you know, in a, in a, in a night's notice that, OK, you're going to be called up and uh, say, oh, gosh, I wish I'd have paid closer attention over the last three months. Um, those guys have been locked in. Credit to uh, Coach Walsh and uh, and uh, Matt Harper and Justin Peel and Deuce and all the guys that have you know had to continually um, get these guys prepared. Um, guys that, that may or may not have had a, had much of a role beforehand, but now we're thrust into you know a starting assignment, or we're going to be a big big part of what we were doing that week. So um, it's a, it's it really takes a, a team effort to get it all done. Well, I thought really struggling last time yeah, I would attribute that as much to the turnovers as anything else. Um, I think it was five turnovers, which uh, you can't turn the ball over five times against a really good football team and, and win. Uh, we were able to move the ball. I think we had 23 first downs or something like that. But, um, you know, we just we couldn't sustain the drives. We, we, we you know, the self self-inflicted wounds. Uh, um, you know, really made it uh, so that they, they were able to control the game. And um, we know that we got to do a lot better than that. We got to protect the quarterback. We got to be able to run the football better. Uh, we got to take care of the ball. And I think we've been doing those things. We're confident in, in, in who we are and, and, and our preparation. And I'm uh, really looking forward to the challenge. That's it. All right. G and